This is The Actors Room, episode number 38, and its title is Sean Penn, part two. So here we are continuing talking about Sean Penn with my brother Dave here. So sit back, relax. I hope you enjoy the show. Sean Penn, part two. Dave, are you ready? Uh, I think so. I hope. I, we said in the last episode, <laughs> we think this one's going to be a little juicier. I, I think so. We kind of yeah. set it up in the beginning of last episode, dived into his movies. We are, <laughs> we're kind of serious in the first episode, right off the bat, talking about his destructive side. Um, Beating the paparazzi. Yeah, I, a lot of people know him for that. Um, he has said that... Uh, when he gives interviews and they ask him about something else going on in his life and why sometimes he gets bad reactions and people just think of him as a bad guy. He's like, well, people think of me that way, whatever. You know, I'm used to it. Yeah, he really doesn't care about all that. You don't think he just doesn't give a shit to no. the fact that he's labeled as that? No. Doesn't bother he, him? Nah. I think even it's been said, like friends of his and stuff, they say... He just doesn't care about what other people think. And I think he was talking to a, a fellow actor. I forget his name. It was somebody he worked on a movie with, became friends with. And uh, Sean would call him up and they'd hang out. And the friend would see Sean Penn as, a, as, a, as the, just that, a friend. Somebody he could talk to. And he remembers thinking that Sean, I think it does affect him a little bit. Because Sean would say, like, nobody likes me. You go, and he goes, and the, and the guy's like, well, that's not true. You, you know, he's like, Sean, listen, there are a lot of people out there that do like you. They, they appreciate your acting. Um, not everybody thinks you're an asshole. And I felt that way, too, when I would go and watch a clip of his. And I, what, I look at the comments about Sean. Oh, they're not good. But no, I, I disagree. I get, really? I get 70% that do like him and maybe 30% that I, don't. I, I, I think it depends on the clip that you're looking at yeah. and what he's saying. Um, especially more recently. And I, I will get into that later okay. about the book. Yeah. Um, but I think the overall consensus is people think he's an asshole. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. I think you're probably right. Yeah, man. Um, and if that, is that the way you think? Do you think he's an asshole? Um, I don't. I I think that's t- that's. There's a lot of things to back it up that he is. I think he has a short fuse. Yeah, I, he's got a temper. Yeah. Um, but does that make but, him a bad person? No. Well, people have short tempers. Yeah. People don't. You know, he expresses what he feels at that time. It comes out. He'll punch somebody for getting in his face with the camera because he may have warned him. Listen, get the fuck away from me. And if they don't. He takes action. Yeah. And okay? that's where, I mean, that's not right to do. I mean. But he I, does. It's I very it. moment to moment. I'm all Spontaneous. For it. Beating up the paparazzi is fantastic. I, as long as it's just paparazzi and not regular people, which I think he's done with two. Yeah. I mean, he's he's just like that with a lot of people. And it's not, you shouldn't be intimidated if you see him. Yeah. And I think a lot of people probably are. Yeah. Just guessing. Yeah. I know I would be. Yeah. If ju- I were to see him, I'd be like, oh my oh, God. Yeah, I'd be scared guess. out of my mind. I, he's not exactly someone who's, he's seen, he doesn't seem very approachable. Yeah. When, you know what I mean? When he was starting out his career and when he was on the Johnny Carson show, 
that was the first thing that Carson asked him about was the whole paparazzi thing. And could he explain it a little more? And Sean really didn't get too much into it. He basically said, listen, people come up to me and because I was married to Madonna, we had a lot of press. It got to me. I said, leave me alone. They don't leave me alone. And I react. Yeah. They're not going to leave them alone. They're not going to leave them alone. That's the thing. Dude, it's such a horrible job. Um, but fuck them for doing it. I'm yeah. sorry. And who cares? Dude, they're they're sitting there waiting for someone to get out of a fucking car. Like, <laughs> no. really? What's fucking interesting it's about so that? Pathetic. Why would anyone really be interested in it? Why? <laughs> like, oh, here's a cool shot of Sean Penn getting out of a car. I know. It's like, wow, That's, wow. Who gives no a one, shit? No one needs to see it. No one cares. Ugh, so so I, I don't... Dude, when, when celebrities lash out on paparazzi, I'm all for it. I think it's great. They fucking deserve it. Okay. I, you know, uh, hopefully, like, they don't do any permanent damage. Like, I hope Sean hasn't, like, punched somebody and, like, they lose their hearing or, you know, but you know what I mean? Punch him in the face, wake I, him up, I, get the fuck out of my way, <clears throat> let me move on with my life. Dude, that's the risk they take. You're going to yeah. be a paparazzi. You better take... Yeah, especially messing with Sean Penn. Take in consideration. Yeah. Fucking TMZ. All that BS. Yeah. I hate TMZ. Oh, it's fucking horrible. fucking assholes. All right, so touching a little bit more about Sean Penn and his character and... Sort of the things that he has to deal with, being in the business, being a big star, and how he reacts off of it. Negative? Yes. Necessary? Hmm. Probably. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we're going to dive more into his films. And my God, the next movie we're going to talk about is truly a movie that's heart-wrenching. It's got a lot to say. A movie that I think that he um, puts in high regard on his list and his resume is Dead Man Walking, directed by Tim Robbins. Yeah, this is a important film. Uh, it's one of important. many of his important films. It's a must-see. If you haven't, you, you really need to see it. It, it speaks about, obviously, uh, he's on death row. Yeah. Death row. Yeah. And uh, it, it really opens your eyes and makes you think about uh, the death penalty. It, it made it, me think about it twice. It, it did, too. Because before I watched this movie, I was all about the death penalty. Yeah. 100%. I mean... Uh, Not so much after this movie. It turned turned my eyes, like you said, to look at it in a different way. Like, these are people. They made a mistake, and how horrific it might have been, they still are human beings. It's a tough, it's a tough subject, because when you think about yeah. it, if someone killed one of your daughters... I'd want them dead. Right. <laughs> right. Right. And that's a tough, tough thing. But, like, being a good Christian or being a good person, you have to forgive. And that's the hardest thing to do. And this movie touches on that. Okay, this whole, what should you do? This whole death penalty. Is that the right thing to do? And Sean Penn puts humanity into this character. When he's w talking with Susan Sarandon, who won an Academy Award for this. And it's very interesting too, because I think she got that Oscar uh, a lot because of the fact that her reactions off of Sean Penn, just listening to him, are some of the best acting she's ever done. And she deserved that Academy Award. No doubt. Oh, of course. She's really good. Those those Sarandon's scenes good. between the two of them are just epic epic scenes in film history. And this will end up getting Sean Penn his first nomination for Best Actor. And also Tim Robbins was nominated for Best Director for this movie. Wow. Yeah. Do you know who uh, he lost to? Uh, Tim Robbins or Sean? Sean. Sean Penn. Do you know was who he it? lost to? I don't... Do you have that? Yeah. Okay. Who? Nicholas Cage in Leaving Las Vegas. <laughs> I I'm like that performance. I, I do. Yeah. But Penn should have won. Yeah, I agree. And I'm a big Nick Cage fan. 
by the way. Yeah, in <laughs> But I always go back to the what about Bob reference of there's two types of people in the world. Okay. There's two types of people. Okay. People who love Nicolas Cage and people who <laughs> fucking hate him. Yeah. And even Sean Penn has mentioned that uh, he uh, respects uh, Nicolas Cage, and they've known each other for a long time. Nicolas Cage was in Fast Times. We forgot to mention that. Small role. Yeah. Uh, so they started getting up into business around that time. Tom Cruise and all those guys were around the same time. And Nick Cage, of course, is uh, his uncle is Francis Ford Coppola. So Nicolas Cage's real name is Nick Coppola. And uh, he shed the name. And he, I think Sean has seen the way his career's gone. And he was doing some really great films like Leaving Las Vegas. And then he's doing all sorts of just bubblegum, piece of shit uh, acting. And Sean Penn referenced that. He used to be good. Eh, not so much anymore. Yeah, I, I had a note about that. Apparently. Did you? Did my you have word, the same? My Word document didn't save at one point. Oh, okay. I had a whole bunch of... Uh... God damn it. The stuff referencing uh, Nick Cage? Um, not just him, but like how he felt about other... Uh, artists? Uh, artists. And he that that was a quote of like he somehow lost his way. Yeah, that Nick has lost his like, way. He used to be an actor, but now he's just a performer. Yeah, that's Something what I got. Like that. Which is very interesting. And I kind of agree with that. I do too. Uh, because he's not as good as he used to be. I just don't care about anything he's doing right now. I don't even know what he's doing. Exactly. But... Not much. And what he's doing isn't that good. It's a piece <laughs> of crap stuff. <laughs> anyway, back to Dead Man Walking. Yeah. Um, the the scene. Uh, where he does confess right before uh, he's about to go to execution. Yes. Very notable, Very. as well as the execution. That Dude, his, man, powerful stuff. The way he breaks down? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's what puts him, for me, as like one of the best Top actors. Top notch. He gets it. He, he's so emotional. He sheds his, his, his outer shell that protective shell that all of us have, uh, he breaks it down in this that scene. Because he, he's a bad guy. He plays yeah. a bad guy throughout the whole movie, but near the end there, he really... He, yeah. He, he breaks down, and he does kind of apologize to the family in, in his way, and it, it, it's... Yeah, yeah. yeah. It makes you question the whole death penalty and is if, it, I, if it's right or not. And I gotta credit Susan Sarandon's performance. Uh, it, she uh, is talking with him. You know, he's... On death row, and she's like a a, a nun. I think she's a nun, yeah. right? And mm -hmm. she counsels all of these guys on death row, and she takes a special interest in Sean Penn's character and is with him, and is sort of just trying to get him to admit what he did, mm -hmm. and he finally does. Yeah, and it's a and touching she, and her moment. Her reaction too when she yeah when she, when he breaks down and she felt it too. You know, it's just great stuff. Top notch. <clears throat> recommend it, of course nominated for Oscars, just one of those films that was a really big deal when it came out, and it was yeah. critically acclaimed. Just A1 movie. And uh, the next one I have on my list is one of my personal favorites, an underrated film. This was a very important fil film for Sean. He wanted to get this done years before, but never had the backing, and he finally got it done. She's so lovely. I watched this in the theater when it came out. I fell in love with it immediately. It's such a strange movie. It's a strange movie. His character's strange. Remember that drink that he made? He's sitting at the bar. This guy's just off his head, okay? And he's ordering this drink. He's like, I want a Siberian mist. And the guy behind the bar is like, what the hell is that? When the bartender <laughs> goes, I have no idea what that is. And he goes, well, it's blue. 
He goes, well, what? That doesn't help me. <laughs> You're going to have to tell me what's in it. He goes, uh, and he looks around the bar. He's like, uh, uh, everything. He goes, put this in, put that in. And he, they put all these in it. In the, what, what makes it blue? And you got to put it like a dye in it or something like that. And they're drinking Siberian mist at the bar with Harry Dean Stanton. You oh, know? wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, okay. and he gets completely wasted and ends up shooting up the bar. And that's how he gets put into prison. And he's alongside his wife, Robin, in this movie. And she gives one hell of a performance. So underrated, this movie. Harry Dean Stanton. You got... Uh, Travolta. John Travolta gives one hell of a performance. Uh, he's, you know, <laughs> on and off with his roles. But he was dead on in this yeah, movie. he was. Very good. Um, and uh, I think that it goes to show you that his acting means a lot to him. And you can see it in this movie... Um, he has a screw loose in this movie. Oh yeah, big time, and he displayed it very well. Mm-hmm. Is there any anything else that you had yeah. about this one? No, no, uh, <laughs> no. You kind of summed it up pretty I good. I think so. Uh, strange one, like you it said. It is. It's kind of it's a bizarre love. It's a really weird love story between him and Robin Wright. Yeah, and I guess, like I said, Sean wanted to do this movie a decade before. And he wanted Madonna to act with him during this mm-hmm. time. And the director's like, uh, not going to happen. I don't want Madonna in this movie. She's not that good. <laughs> Sorry, Sean. <laughs> he just wanted his wife in the movie. Um, but, I mean, Madonna, she, she did that, uh, League of Her Own. League of Her Own was good. And um, What else was she really good in? Evita? I never saw that. Okay, it was okay. But, uh, you know, who's that girl? That was horrible. Desperately <laughs> yeah. Seeking Susan. No, I never That's some that. bad, bad movies right there. Bad. So, yeah, uh, maybe one or two movies she, she did that were decent. I mean, that's about it. Yeah. She's not an actress, really. She's a performer. Yeah. And a really damn good one. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, lightly touching on U-Turn. Have you seen U-Turn? It's been a long time. Okay, it's an Oliver Stone movie. Y- yeah, and apparently they didn't get along too well. No, they didn't. <laughs> it, was, it was great. They clashed constantly, he said. Years later... They put their differences aside and actually became friends. Mm-hmm. Um, through a lo- uh, this was a long shot. Oliver Stone attempted to cast Marlon Brando as the blind man, and the eccentric Navajo character, I guess, was this blind guy, and he wanted Brando to play it. Oliver Stone didn't happen, so John Voight, a much easier choice to get, ended up <laughs> playing in the movie. Brando just didn't want to do it. Yeah, no, he just didn't want to do it. He was approached many times to do films, and if Brando just didn't want to do a movie, he didn't do a movie. Now, he would do a movie when he needed money. Yeah, of course. in 97, he didn't need he, money. I guess he didn't mean, need money at this, this time. This is like the same time he did Island of Dr. Moreau, isn't it? It was around mm, that time. Maybe. That was a piece of shit. Oh, God, that was horrible. Good Lord. It was comical. Seeing him in that character, the Island of Dr. Moreau, <sighs> what a fucking weird movie. Good God. Uh, Sean Penn had originally turned down this role due to scheduling conflicts, and Bill Paxton replaced him. About a week before filming... Paxton backed out, fortunately for me, because Penn got to do it instead. Oliver Stone offered the leading role to Tom Cruise as well, but Cruise turned it down. So that's U-Turn, and uh, the next one I have up is The Game. Do you have anything before The Game? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. Um, the Game is a movie that you know, we enjoy. I've seen it several times. I'm it's, a big Michael yeah. Douglas fan, too. It's a great suspense. 
Uh, I love that movie. Yeah, you would say your girlfriend Lisa would even like this one too. I yeah, and she doesn't like movies, but I think she would like this. It's a different kind of film. It keeps you on the edge of your seat. You're like, what's going it's on? It's a suspense film. Yeah, and Penn, he's not really in it a whole lot. He's a very minor character. He yeah, plays his brother. It's, yeah, it's yeah. a Michael Douglas movie, basically. Um, oh yeah, but he's, it's yeah, it's really fucking good. It's by David Fincher, who also did yeah. Fight Club and mm-hmm. Seven. He does good movies. He did Zodiac. Yeah, I love that movie. My wife hates that movie. I love it. Yeah, it's a creepy movie. It's about serial killer, it's you know, the Zodiac. real stuff. Oh, I love it. Um, um, anyways. I have Jeff Bridges was approached to take the role that eventually went to Penn. He turned it down. And uh, it's a small role for Penn, but he does a very good job in a very good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, a movie that I want to talk about next that Dave saw a while ago and really didn't feel too much about this one. I, on the other hand, love it very much. It was a play on Broadway for a while. They made it into a movie. It's called Hurley Burley. And I remember our acting teacher at the Playhouse, Gary Kingston, Kingston talking about this movie. And he had us doing a few scenes. I remember our, uh, our classmate Rupert did this scene. He Rupert. did so well. Uh, it's an off the wall. The dialogue in this movie is, is crisp. It's very good. Uh, you got Kevin Spacey in this movie. Gary Shanling is in this movie. Uh, it's oh, a, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a very small cast. You could tell it was a Broadway play because it's just has that feel to it. Uh, you even have Meg Ryan in this and she is really good. They're pretty much, the movie is about producers that are in the business and show business and Sean Penn plays a producer. They're strung out on Coke all the time, talking about life. Robin Wright is in it as well. His wife, another movie with the two of them. They, the scene in the movie, okay, I'm going to bring this up real quick before I move on. Sean Penn and Kevin Spacey uh, just found out that their good friend who played, uh, Chaz Palminteri played this character, okay? This, Chaz's character is just pathetic. All he wants to do is get his wife back. His, his life is just a mess. He ends up killing himself. Sean Penn wants to find out why. And Chaz left a letter, like a suicide note. And it was like, 14 words of just random BS. But Sean Penn had it in his mind. He opens up a dictionary and looking up every word, talking about the word. And Kevin Spacey's like, what are you doing? This is stupid. He killed himself. Move on with your life. And Sean Penn's like, no, we're going to figure this out. I want you to tell me how many letters are in there. You know, I want to know what's the, I want to know how many words there are. I want to know how many letters there are. We're going to break it down. And, and Sean, it's so funny because Kevin Spacey's like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm fucking doing this. Okay, it was 24 letters and uh, the eight words. And Sean Penn's like, okay, this is important. We got to talk about this. That scene back and forth between the two of them is brilliant. So I really want to recommend to my brother, watch Hurley Burley again, just right. for the acting All between right. the two of them. I mean, even what's their name? Um, Anna Paquin is in this movie. Okay. Okay. And I think she's probably around 15, 16 years old. Had to be young. Uh, and it also shows a side of the business. I mean, she's 16 and you have Kevin Spacey sitting on the couch with her and Sean Penn. Oh God. Getting all sort of, mm-hmm. Sean Penn ends up taking her to the next room and having sex with her. Uh, a little insight on how the business is. And the what's dark really side. been coming out lately. Yes. Especially with, guess who? Kevin Spacey. Uh, I don't want to really get into Kevin Spacey because that's a deep issue. Uh, he broke my heart because I was a big Kevin Spacey fan and his career is over. You can say that. And rightfully so. Yeah. He deserves, yeah. he deserves it. He deserves it. Well, well done. 
So a little glimpse into uh, show business and the dark side of show business. Watch Hurley Burley. You'll get a good, get a little insight about that. Um, moving on to the next movie, I have The Thin Red Line. Yeah. That was his <laughs> next big movie. Um, most call it a masterpiece. I call it a good movie. It, yeah, I, I know I liked it when I saw it. The cast is ridiculous. The casting process for that movie, I guess, was just... Because Malik directed it, he's highly respected. Obviously, because all these guys took a huge pay yes. cut. Um, I'll read this off. This may take a while. Go for it. <laughs> Jim Caviezel. Yeah, Caviezel. Caviezel. He played Jesus, by the way, in Passion. Yeah. Uh, Nick Nolte, George Clooney, Adrian Brody, John Cusack, John Voight, Woody Harrelson, Woody. Kyle McLaughlin. McLaughlin? Is that how you pronounce it? I think so. Thomas Jane, Jared Leto, which... I don't, I don't even remember him. It's been a small either, role. But he's in it. Yeah. John C. Riley again. Uh, of course. Because Sean Penn and him have to do every movie together. Uh, Nick Stahl and John Travolta. Now, there's even more stars. Uh, apparently, Billy Bob Thornton, mm-hmm. he did the voiceover. Yes. Like three-hour voiceover yep. for this movie, but was never used. Nope. And uh, other stars that ended up on the cut... Yeah, a lot of them floor are Bill Pullman, Gary Oldman, yeah, Lucas Haas, yeah, Vigo Mortensen, Martin Vigo. Sheen, Jason Patrick, and Mickey Rourke. Amazing! That those he are, cut those actors I out. No, those what guys. Fuck this guy's. And, he's different. This he, guy. Uh, which actor was it? Oh, I think it was Adrian Brody who thought he had... A major role. Um, he's, he thought he was a major character. And when he went to see the final, you know, at yeah. the premiere, he's just like... What? Like uh, Rob Lowe and Outsiders. is like, what happened to all my fucking Even scenes? more so. Because Brody went into this believing he was the main character. That's It ended up, up being Jim instead. Caviezel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was his movie. And mm-hmm. that was his really big first movie, actually. He Brody? had done... A, no, uh... Jim Caviezel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had done a few things. This was his big break. He said the casting process, the auditioning was just... He, he couldn't believe how fucking difficult it was. And he said that the director, Malik, called him up on the phone and told him that he was finally going to get the role. He felt that he wasn't going to get it because it, it was taking so long yeah, and it was such a process. He was just done. And he called him up, told him, listen, Jim, I want you to play the role. Would you do it? He's like, well, of course I'm going to do it. Jeez. He said that Malik called him up before he called up his agents. So he knew before his agents did. Wow. And usually it's the other way around. Yeah. So this Malik guy, he's very unorthodox. He did Days of Thunder. He's very meticulous in his work. His movies are he weird. Days of Thunder? Yeah. No. Uh, I don't think. Not Days I, of Thunder. I read uh, that. Not to Tom Cruise. On, uh, n- Days of Thunder? No. I, I read that he hadn't done a movie in 20 years. Yeah. That's right. And, and, and this came out in 98. Yeah, not, I'm not. I said the title wrong. Not Days of Thunder. That's the Tom Cruise movie. Oh no, he did some other di- movie with uh, Richard Gere. It was a while ago, like okay. in the '90s. So, but it was, it, it was deal. everyone wanted. To, everybody yeah. obviously wanted to be in this movie. Yeah, they and did. Almost everybody was in it. But <laughs> <laughs> most of Hollywood. Yeah. And those that they got their scenes cut in yeah, this movie. It, that's amazing. Incredible. So the thin red oh. line. Yeah, you. All the notes that you said. That's what I had down. Okay. Like everything that you said. Yep. Uh, yeah. A little tidbit, though, I want to add is after reading the script, Sean Penn met with Malik, told him, give me a dollar and tell me where to show up. He wanted to do it that bad. He probably did it for free. That You know they all did. And there's a scene in the movie between Jim Caviezel and uh, Sean Penn. Uh, and 
it's very emotional, uh, not in the respect that Sean Penn is crying or anything, but there's a scene where he's talking to Jim. He looks over at him, and there's certain looks that Sean Penn will give in a performance, and it was, it was deep. And it made me realize that Sean Penn falls in love with the characters that he's playing with on the set of a movie. He looked at Jim Caviezel with eyes of like, uh, they were very subtle, they were uh, deep, and like loving. Mm-hmm. He showed like his eyes, almost like he was looking at a woman that he loves. He had so <laughs> much, yeah. And I wrote that down as a note. I felt that Sean actually does fall in love with his co-stars. Not romantically, but more like a brother. Sure. He does that. He goes that deep. I thought that was noteworthy. Um, the next one is with uh, Woody Allen that I wanted to talk about. Have you sweet, seen Sweet and Lowdown? I did. Yeah. Back when it came out. I enjoyed it. It's weird. It's it's about a musician. Yeah, I don't remember enjoying it a whole lot. No. It was okay. It, it, yeah, I agree. It he was, was nominated for Best Actor for this. That's Yeah, I was kind of surprised. It must have been a weak, yeah. weak year. <laughs> yeah. Um, him playing... What, Daniel Day, Lewis? I know. Daniel Day didn't do a movie that year. Yeah. Like, oh, shit. What um, are we going to do? I was impressed with Samantha Morton in this movie. She's a, a mute. She, uh, I think, won for Best Supporting Actress for this movie, and she did a very nice job. She doesn't say a word of dialogue. It was all reaction off of Sean Penn. Hmm. And uh, I guess reacting off of Sean Penn's pretty easy. (laughs) (laughs) He gives you a lot. Uh, And him sitting down with the guitar, strumming away. Looks like he's really playing it. I don't know if he was, but it looked pretty real to me. He did a really nice job preparing for the role, and he gets into the music. I think what I liked about that character is that he really was feeling the music and really into it. Sweet little scene, and I think that's probably why he was nominated because it kind of shows through in a performance that he really is in the moment, in the character, and that character itself is strange. If you remember that character, yeah, he was. Yeah, uh, he did change his appearance uh, and walk and the way he moved around. He really did. Uh, so well done with Sweet and Lowdown, a Woody Allen movie, and uh, I have yeah, he was nominated for Best Actor, and uh, that's it with that movie. Yeah, I have nothing on that. The next one I want to lightly touch on is The Pledge. He directed it, and um, the movie itself is fine. Jack Nicholson, again, collaborated with Penn to do this movie. Um, And I want to mention, and Dave didn't remember this scene, but this is one of my most favorite scenes in film history. (laughs) Jack Nicholson goes and visits a father that has lost his daughter years before. He's in a sanitarium. He is out of his mind, you know, just you know, depressed. So Jack comes to visit him in the, it's played by Mickey Rourke is the father. And he's sitting in this room all by himself, smoking a cigarette. Jack comes in, says, uh, hi, uh, I just want to talk to you about your daughter. And then Mickey works like my daughter, you know? And Jack's like, yeah, you had a daughter, right? That was kidnapped a few years ago. And, uh, Mickey works like, what are you telling me that you found her? She's dead. Is that what you're telling me? He goes, no, 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 we haven't found her. And I just want to know if you want to give some information, tell me about your daughter. You get, right after that, 40 seconds of pure blissful acting by Mickey Rourke. He goes through the motions of how much he misses her. He says something like, we used to just hold each other and just hold each other. I miss her. So I was supposed to protect her. And he just breaks down crying. I don't know what was going through Mickey Rourke's head, what he was feeling, thinking about at that time, but you get... One of the deepest moments in film history in that cameo appearance by Mickey Rourke, a film directed by Sean Penn. And once again, 
a child being involved here, a child lost, a child killed, that that's what they say is the greatest tragedy of all, losing I a child. agree with that. Okay? And for some reason, Sean likes to touch on this and feel that. Yeah. It brings out deep emotion, and that's what Sean Penn's all about. So lightly touching upon... The pledge, just to mention that moment. Lightly. I don't yeah, know do you remember that that, uh, that scene? A, a little bit. Like, okay. It, it's been a while. I obviously need to go back and see that scene. It's on YouTube. Just go, you put I'll, Rourke Nicholson, it comes right up. I will have to go ahead and do that. It's like a minute. I mean, I watch it, yeah. I'm not kidding, monthly. No when, kidding. When I need a fix to just watch brilliant work, wow. art, Mickey Rourke goes some somewhere. It's just like, wow, that's deep. And one of the greats of all time, Mickey Rourke. Yeah. Weird it, guy. It, it's weird that you say that because his career is so... Uh, Up and scattered, down. Yeah, obviously, because he took a lot of time off because uh, he wanted to be a boxer. Mm-hmm. But uh, he, he finally did bounce back and um, with, you know, Sin City and... Yeah, he, you know, oh, The Wrestler. And The Wrestler and was, stuff. It was a great movie. Yeah, he's really good in that. Um, I Am Sam... I'm mixed with this movie. I, I am. suck. I've never seen it. Okay. Um, I, 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 it's one of those just I never got around to seeing. Yeah, it, it's he plays um he's a, he plays a retarded guy. Okay, has a daughter and uh they feel he's not fit to be a father because he has a disability. And he fights right. the system to get her back. And uh in I think it was uh in Tropic Thunder. I we're bringing up Tropic Thunder. Again? It's so funny. But it relates to this because in the movie, Robert Downey Jr. is talking to Ben Stiller's character and Ben Stiller's, they're all actors. And he's telling him because Ben Stiller played that role of that retard. He's like, you never go full retard, man. You just can't do it. Because <laughs> the only one that pulled it off was Dustin Hoffman, but he wasn't a full retard. You know, <laughs> my God. Right. And then all Sean right. Penn played a full retard in this movie. Okay. <laughs> and I really, it's so weird okay. to see Sean Penn playing a retarded guy. I mean, he did fine. Yeah, does he pull it off? I mean, I, I did. Yeah, he does. Okay. Okay. Because of Sean Penn, he's it's not fucking easy, amazing. dude. That's like the heart. That's really hard to oh, do. Oh fuck yeah! I mean, and DiCaprio nailed it. And what's he? Oh yeah, right? he did. Yes. He so did. you got Hoffman and DiCaprio. That did it. And Penn. If I'm missing somebody, and Penn, I, I guess I haven't seen it, so I can't speak. Yeah. On it, it, but you know what? It is what it is. It, it's a it's a heart touching movie. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's in it, mm-hmm. so uh, go watch it, Dave. I, I will eventually give it a it. shot. God, there's so many movies to see. But we're gonna move on to <clears throat> the movie that just was perfect for Sean Penn. He well, we're gonna talk about an actor that nails a role. Uh, yeah, this would be it. This next one here. Yeah, and before we talk about this movie, I want to go ahead and play a quick clip for you. I'm gonna set it up. Sean Penn's character finds out that his daughter has been killed and they have found her body in a ditch. Uh, Kevin Bacon plays the cop, finds the body, and hears in the distance Sean Penn's character coming up to the scene. Is my daughter in there? And you're going to get some heartbreaking performance by Sean Penn. What the fuck am I going to tell him? Hey, Jimmy. God said you had another marker. You came to collect. Hey, hold on! Hey, 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 h
Wow. Oh my God. What, That's rough. When we, li we listened to it just before we started recording again, just to get a little taste of it, because we've seen it many times, but uh, when his voice cracks at the end, is that my daughter in there? The way he, that voice, I mean, it's going somewhere. They, he uh, requested an oxygen tank. Okay. Because of how much he was just busting up his vocal cords. Yeah. Um, and rightfully so, if you hear that, that's just the one take. You know, who knows how many takes they actually did. Yeah. But that is, that's some of the best acting. You just don't get much better than you, that. You, you do, but I mean, it ranks right up there. It's some of the best acting you'll see. He completely breaks down. It's hard to watch. He goes somewhere. It's hard to listen to, even. He goes deep in depth of emotion, and it showed it, it, that cracking of the voice that goes to show you how deep he goes when he... Oh, man. Because, it's so emotional. Because, I mean, it's so real. It gives me goosebumps just even thinking about... And, and I don't have any kids. Right. I, I can only just imagine what that feeling is like if you know your daughter is in might a ditch. be dead. Your daughter is lying in a ditch. A dirt, dirty ditch. In... It, yeah, yeah. It goes without. I mean, yeah, and it also brings up the point again. This whole children thing—it means a lot to him. It means something to him. Uh, he likes to go there, experience that for some reason. <laughs> uh, does something, uh, maybe a therapy, but he likes to dive deep into that subject matter. And uh, of course, this is directed by Clint Eastwood, and I believe this is his best performance. Uh, I, it ranks up there with Dead Man Walking. Oh uh, yes. Um, that scene alone probably overtakes it a bit just because of how powerful it is. Yeah. But, um, and, and by the way, Mystic River was, was a book. Dennis Le, Lehane? Yeah, is it? I think uh, so. My apologies if I fucked that yeah, up. Yeah, I'm but, bad with last names too. And, and this is like uh, one of the few books I read first mm. and then saw the movie. I never read the book. It's good. And it, yeah, yeah. It's really good. And... It didn't disappoint when you have Sean Penn, Kevin Bacon, um, Tim Robbins, Tim Robbins, um, great cast. Oh, uh, who played? Oh, dude, what's her name? Who played Sean Penn's wife? Oh yeah, um, I forget her name too. Son of a bitch. The blonde-haired woman yeah, the actress. She was in uh, Truman Show with Jim Carrey. Yeah, it's a. And then of course you got it directed by Clint Eastwood. It's, yeah, it's a great film. Yeah, uh, Michael Keaton. Was supposed yeah. to play Sean's character. Yes, Do you I know have, about this? Yes, I have this down here. And he, Which is, I'm not, Sean's character, I'm sorry, Kevin Bacon's part. Yeah, Kevin Bacon, who played as a the, police the, officer. The cop, yeah. I guess detective. Michael Keaton was supposed to play that. Yeah, I didn't know that. He, he was he was cast in all, but got into a huge fight with yeah. Clint Eastwood. They were, I guess, he, uh, he did his usual prep work, Keaton. Uh, he even read through the principal reading uh, with all the actors. Yeah. And then a month before shooting... Got into a nasty argument with Eastwood and left immediately. Gone. That's amazing. Yeah. And both Robbins and Penn were nominated for Best Actor and Best Director in Dead Man Walking, right? They were nominated, didn't win, but both ended up winning Oscars for their performances in this movie, Mystic River. Yeah. All right. 
Uh, before uh, we move on, wait, go re- ahead. Real quick, though. Um, during the scene where Sean Penn goes up to the morgue to see his daughter. Yeah. And uh, he gives an emotional scene where he, he vows revenge and everything. Yeah. The actress, um, it's Emmy Rosen, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she broke into tears okay. laying there because it was so emotional. Oh, the actress! Oh the actress God. who's supposed to be playing. Uh, she's that, supposed to be dead. Yeah, you know, she started crying during it because it was <sighs> so emotional. Just goes to show, you know, Penn's performance is so powerful that, that she couldn't. She couldn't stay in character. Herself. My God, amazing. Okay, so is that all you have about uh, Mystic River? Yeah. Okay. Uh, before we move on to uh, um, his next film. I want to go ahead and talk about Sean Penn and Iraq real quick. Uh, I give Sean Penn a lot of credit for getting involved with this, okay? He felt very strongly about it. Um, The dude lets his opinions be known and does something about it. He went out to Iraq because he wanted to see firsthand what was going on. Uh, He has stated that I think the percentage for people that leave this country is like 25% of the population of America actually leave this country, that 75% of the population has never been outside the borders of America. Uh, He feels it necessary to go out and experience things firsthand, to get knowledge and opinions about something. And I respect him for that. Other people make fun of it. I don't believe it. They make fun of it? They make fun of it. People think he's a pompous douchebag, they say. For... For going out there and giving his opinions. Oh, he's an actor. Who gives a fuck what Sean Penn has to say about Iraq and the war, okay? And I guess in the movie Team America by Trey Parker, did you read about this? (laughs) Yes. Okay? They portray Sean Penn in this movie, you know, being silly. As well as other Other actors as well. Okay. Matt Damon. Matt Damon, right? Okay, Sean Penn was not pleased with this, okay? Nope. And he wrote a letter. Sure did. And had it publicized, condemning the film and what it stood for and how dare you make fun of me in this subject matter. This means something to me. How dare you do this? And he made it known. He was not pleased. What do you think about that? Um, I say, good for you, Sean. I'm not a big fan of those movies anyway. And I'm glad Sean Sean isn't either. I'm on your side, buddy. Yeah, I'm... I'm... It's such BS... Just, you know what? Oh, you're funny. Good for you. But you're making fun of the wrong shit. <clears throat> Go do something else. I, you see, That's I'm, what you come up with. I'm a big fan of making fun of stuff like that. Because okay. I'm not. In, in, in Trey Parker and Matt Stone, the directors and creators of South Park, they directed the Team America. Yeah. You know, Matt Stone, I believe it was Matt Stone who was like, don't take it so seriously. It's a movie about their puppets. I get it. It's, it's, it's all goofy, stupid shit, and it's light. And although it's all, I mean, I think it's funny. Okay. I do. And it's, that's that's fine. And I, I understand that. I get that. I have nothing wrong with that, I guess. But when you're, when, okay, say you're really into a, an issue, okay, and you're going on the line, really being involved, giving a strong opinion about it, okay, and that's Sean Penn, they're portraying you, okay, in a light that he didn't like. I know, and I get that too, man. I, I get both sides. I mean, it, you got yeah. one very serious, and it's very heartfelt, and yeah. it, it means a lot to Sean Penn. Get that totally. Yeah. But then you got two goofballs that are just, they're they're in the business now to make fun of pretty much anything and everything. Mm-hmm. No, There is no boundary 
to what those guys do. I'm not a fan. So when you know that, yeah. we already know that. That's what they do. I get it. They make fun of Oprah, okay? They make well, fun of everybody. I know. They, it, so it's like a lot of them, a lot of celebrities don't really take it to heart because they know that. Yeah. You know, that's what they, they're in the business to just kind of fucking rip Hollywood apart. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it, in a sense, I commend them for that. Because yeah. someone needs to do it. <laughs> okay. You know I what I mean? I see you, both you get sides. that part of it. I, I see both sides. Yeah. And, and so it's like, okay, you're, you're going to have that. It, he was the only actor who was made fun of in that movie that, that complained. complained. I know. And even Matt Damon never complained about the Matt Damon. <laughs> and that was all spawned because when they made the puppet of Matt Damon, they're like, he kind of looks a little retarded. Oh, jeez. He's like, all right, we'll just have him say only uh, Matt Damon. You know, yeah, I so, know, I, know. I, I mean, and Matt Damon never complained about that. No. And he was portrayed it, as a retarded puppet. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't a political thing, <clears throat> and I think that's what really pissed off Sean Penn. Right, and I get that. He's very into politics. It means a lot to him. It's nothing to, to I, take lightly. I, I know. Okay. I, yeah. So I wanted to touch upon that as we uh, go into a, a movie that I want to talk about real quick. The Assassination of Richard Nixon, I watched... A few days ago for the very first time, and I was severely impressed. I say severely in a way because I went into this thinking, oh God, what the hell is this? I'll check it out. Boy, was I pleasantly surprised. Sean Penn gives us some tremendous acting. Uh, there is a, a part of the movie where he, okay, I'm going to tell you what it's about. He plays the character. It's a true story. <clears throat> he tries to assassinate Richard Nixon. Uh, it's a very kind of really fucked up story. This guy loses his mind. He has a telephone conversation with his wife. They're divorcing, and he completely breaks down, just like in Mystic River, but not as much. But it's very truthful, very real, and one of note. So lightly touching upon the assassination of Richard Nixon, a very underrated film. Uh, next up I have that I'd like to talk about is Into the Wild. Ah, How do you feel about this movie? I'm sure we talked about it in the past. But yeah. not, it's been a while. I remember you ruined it for me, too. Did I? I, never, I didn't know anything about the movie. See, I, I thought you did. No, <laughs> I, I know it's based on a true, uh, true story. Yeah, Christopher um, McCandless. But I didn't know anything about it. And I remember you're like, oh, oh dude, this movie's great, man. Mm -hmm. He's like, you're talking about this part. And he's like, oh, yeah, the movie, maybe I shouldn't ruin it for everyone no, else who you might could, be you listening. No, you can know. You can ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> like at the, you know, at the end, he dies. <laughs> I'm like, dude, but, come on. I, I didn't tell me that for, I didn't, I didn't know that. Fucking spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a hard movie it, to watch. It is a hard movie. It's really good. Oh, it's excellent. Um, it's amazing it. it's a true story, because it takes a lot of balls to uh, go ahead and destroy everything you own. The the, the Chris McCandless character? Yeah. I mean, he's a, to, it was a true story. It's a live. fascinating story. It is. Um, I looked up on him, too, because I was so fascinated by the story. I mean, leaving everything behind to go out to Alaska, live off the land. I mean, he was a teenager, I think. I think he just got out of college. Yeah, Or no, he was. was it college? So early 20s. And Sean Penn waited 10 years to make the film to make sure he had the approval of the McCandless family. Uh, once he envisioned DiCaprio as McCandless. And Marlon Brando is Ron Franz when he first became interested in making the movie. Uh. <clears throat> and Emil Hirsch, awesome. Who he, is that? He Emil Hirsch. <clears throat> he was it, in. Uh, what else? Uh, I'm it, trying. He's to the think. lead, right? <clears throat> yeah. But for some else? reason, I'd like I can't picture him. him in anything else, though. Yeah. Do was that Dogs of Z Town? That skateboarding no, I movie. Didn't see. He that. was in that. 
yeah, the I should have wrote down maybe what he did. Uh, yeah, no, that's fine. But uh, he's very good. He's a small little guy. Uh, he actually lost a lot of weight. He's just a little the, guy. He's just a little guy. <laughs> lost a lot of weight for the <laughs> film. Well on you. And uh, Sean Penn displays once again his mastery of making a movie, directing it, and doing it. He had uh, Eddie Vedder do the soundtrack, uh, and I thought his music was perfect. Oh, absolutely. And uh, one movie that I would recommend very highly if you've never seen it, my wife just can't bring herself to watch it again. She watched it once with me and said, that's it. It was so emotional. She Casualties just, of war type of deal. Yeah, it, it, it really affected her because she fell in love with that character of Chris. Yeah. And when he passes at the end, she, it just crushed her. Yeah, that's, a, that's brutal. So I guess you could say uh, Sean Penn did his job very well yeah. because it affected my wife and me as well. Very touching film. Next up, this one, it was hard for me to watch, man. And I think I explained to you why. <clears throat> right. Uh, do you feel the same way? We're talking about Milk. Milk, yeah, um, another very important movie. <clears throat> yes, um, portrayed great by by Sean Penn to play a. a it's a base once a again, gay politician. Yeah, yeah. Ba- based on a true story of uh, Harvey Milk, who Harvey fought Milk. for gay rights yeah. and uh, became California's first openly gay elected official. Yeah. So, and I think it takes place in late seventies. Uh, yeah, I want to say late seventies. Late seventies. But yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Harvey Milk became, he, he was assassinated. Yeah, of course. Murdered. Yeah, he was a know. threat. Um, he was a threat because he was, uh, you know, trying to, he made a movement mm-hmm. for, for gays to come out of the closet. To, yeah. To be accepted. And... You know, that's that's still a touchy subject. You know? Still. And I... I guess we live in a bubble, I guess, because I feel like it doesn't matter, but it's still a big it, problem in the... In, no, it uh, doesn't matter, and uh, I have nothing against the gay movement at all. It's a good thing. It's a great thing. And this movie portrayed it very well, uh, and I say it was hard to watch for me in the very beginning of the movie, <clears throat> and this is just me personally. It was hard to watch James Franco and Sean Penn making out. I'm going to be quite honest with you. Um, it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> It just does. It's hard for me to watch that. And maybe that's bad on me. I'm not open to that. Uh, I commend actors that can give 100% to that, give into that, uh, become their character, and engage in that and make it look real. Yeah. Props. Props to you. Yeah. It's not easy if you're straight. Right? Um, it is, yeah. It's, it's, it's a bit uncomfortable. Right. It, when you're straight, I mean, I know... It's such a loaded issue at this point. Yeah. With you know, like, it, it's it, you know, it's a little uncomfortable if you're not used to seeing that kind of thing. That's yeah. all. Well, when you watched it, did you kind of go, whoa, yeah? No. Um, I mean, <laughs> oh, look little... at him go. Yeah. <laughs> hey, oh, hey, hey. Go get him, Sean. Sean <laughs> and James. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just kind of like, wow, holy cow, that. Yeah. Yeah. It. it, it like you said, though, it's so convincing and stuff. Yeah, true art. And that's where, like, if it's not convincing, that could make it even worse. Yeah. Like, if it's all weird and uncomfortable, then yeah, everyone's going to feel that. But yeah. It was convincing. They it, pulled it, it off, man. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I didn't, Incredible. I didn't feel any way towards it. Um, but I do have a note about okay. that. Like, when he <laughs> when he was done doing that, that first 
the, the at least the first scene of doing that, he texted Madonna. Uh-huh. And said he popped his cherry of kissing his first man or something. <laughs> and Madonna's response was, congratulations. <laughs> that is so funny that he texted Madonna because obviously yeah. there he you know, she is in the back of his mind a lot, I think. But yeah, I think he, she I is. Mean, it's amazing that they still keep in they, touch. They do. I mean, I don't know. I think that's pretty cool that they yeah, do. I, it's amazing. I, I don't really keep in touch with I'm, my exes. I'm assuming they shared so much together in the early parts of their careers, you know, coming up in the business and all that stardom. I think they really shared a lot behind closed doors when they weren't yelling at each other. Well, he made a comment when he said when they were married, um, it was like, it was all great and all, but mm-hmm. it was like, it wasn't until they divorced, he was like, wow, she's actually an interesting person. Yeah. I don't know if we had an actual conversation when <laughs> I we read were about married. that. Yeah. So, it goes to show they were kind of young and dumb kind of thing. I think so, too. That's a good point. That's um, a good point. Um, I think, I don't know, man. Is there any other movie you wanted to touch on with Sean? Um, no. Because I have, uh, after that, he did Fair Game, um, and then The Tree of Life were ones of note that I wanted to point out. Okay. And uh, that's about it for okay. me with his movies. Um, he did yeah. some great movies so I, far, <laughs> no doubt. Is there uh, a movie that you have that no, you want to touch uh, on? No, I don't think so. Uh, I know I'm, I'm out of date with a lot of recent movies as far as... Yeah, know, a lot of his recent he stuff. Did, was it Gunman? Or yeah, something? I mentioned Gunman. It wasn't that good. I didn't... Okay. I didn't enjoy it. Okay. No, the only part I enjoyed was what watching him surf. 21 Grams... I didn't see it. I didn't have time. Me neither. And I, I hear it's really good. I hear it's really good. So if that's one of the movies that we've never watched of Sean Penn, sorry, Sean. We <laughs> uh, haven't no, seen that one. No, you're not listening. I know. Sean, he's listening. If there, yeah, yeah if those of you who have seen it, let us know what you think. Yeah, because, 21 uh, grams. Uh, we both missed the boat on that one. Yeah, I, I just, I wanted to see it and uh, just didn't get around to it because I really, I jammed in a lot of ones I didn't see yet <laughs> within the past couple of weeks. I think I did a pretty good job of catching up on some of the stuff I haven't seen. But I think that will round out our part of this show, of Sean Penn, talking right. about his movies. And I think we want to go ahead and delve a little more into Sean Penn, the man, uh, along the lines of what we were talking about earlier at dinner. Yeah. And uh, you want to go ahead and uh, start it off? <clears throat> well, uh, I mean, let's let's start off with, he's always been very political. He's yep. very liberal. Yep. Um, and at one point he was very criticized for, you know, uh, he at one point owned a lot of guns. Yeah. We're talking, he had 65 firearms Mm -hmm. he owned. Mm -hmm. Um, so a lot of people are like, okay, you're so liberal. uh, Yeah. You own all these guns. Yeah. And (laughs) when he was dating, uh, Penelope Cruz, Penelope Ann Miller, he dated Penelope Cruz. No, I'm sorry. My bad, Charlize Theron. Okay, My bad. yeah. Okay. My bad. Charlize Theron um, basically convinced him uh, or had a conversation about getting rid of your guns. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and he did. He did. He ended up giving it to an artist, um, Jeff Koons. Okay. Who's a sculpture artist. All right. And ended up melting... All of his guns, they melted his guns, guns into a sculpture. I did not know this. Yeah. What did they make the sculpture of? You know, I'm not sure. Okay. In my bad. Okay. Maybe uh, just Matt. an artistic piece. But yeah, like an artistic piece. Uh huh. It was. <laughs> it was. I think auctioned off. 
by Anderson Cooper, who's an anchor for CNN. Okay. He bought it for $1.4 million. What? All those guns mobile together? Oh, my God. That's pretty fucking amazing. That's a lot of money. 65 guns, though. He has 65 guns. What the fuck is he going to do with 65 guns? I mean, mm. I understand there's gun collectors. It, I and, and that's that's that's, that's exactly what, what it is. And and I I know you're not into collecting uh, not stuff. Into, I have collecting a, and guns. So I, I like collecting. That I just know? don't understand. I don't collect guns. <laughs> I have no guns. <laughs> Sean Penn with a gun. Oh my god, that's dangerous. <laughs> Obviously, you never did anything. I know with him, that's what. Yeah. So but, maybe it's yeah. Um, so they're, they're, you know, that's pretty interesting. It is interesting. Good uh, point. Okay. But yeah, I mean, very liberal. Um, he, he campaigned for John Kerry in 2004. Yeah. Uh, he endorsed Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Of you know, so very, very political and, yeah. uh, Democrat. Uh, in October of 2002, he bought a $56,000 ad in the Washington Post to publish an open letter to President George W. Bush asking him to slow down the march of war towards Iraq. He wrote it as a father of two children and as a son of a World War II veteran, not an actor. He was briefly engaged to actress-photographer Pamela Springsteen, sister of Bruce Springsteen. The two were both in uh, Fast Times in Regiment High. Yeah. That's where they met. Yeah. And if you notice, he does uh, use Bruce songs in his films that he directs sometimes. And uh, the Indian Runner was actually based on a song written by Bruce Springsteen. So I wanted to point that out. And he uses Bruce's inspiration in his movies. He kind of fell for his sister. Yeah, well, Bruce is fucking awesome. Yeah, he is. It's pretty easy to fall in love with Bruce and his sister, I guess. I'm a fan of Bruce. (laughs) Yeah, so I thought I'd point that out. And before we go any further, his uh, uh, Sean Penn loves cigarettes. Just yeah, as much, uh, I don't know, maybe more than we do. Yeah, and that's hard to believe. But he, uh, he would smoke four packs a day. Yeah, he was up to four packs a day. Wow, that's amazing. And it's showing on his face now. <sighs> he's, he's wrinkling up. He's not looking good. No, he's not. And uh, <laughs> after that El Chapo interview he gave, he went out and interviewed this uh, uh, drug kingpin. Uh, it was hard to get in touch with this guy. Sean Penn found a way, got in touch with him. And ended up having an interview with this guy. And his main goal was to shed light on the whole drug, the you know, the, how bad it is, this drug war, and we got to stop. Uh, just shedding light on the whole issue. Okay. Okay? Now, two weeks, oh, several weeks later, this guy was killed. El Chapo. And uh, that was not an easy situation for anyone. And if you see interviews with Sean Penn about this issue, and I watched one the other day... He looks scared. <laughs> I will put it plainly. He's going through some shit right now. I mean, heavy stuff. Yeah, if you've seen recent interviews, uh, he's on that uh, Ambien. Ambien. Which is a sleeping drug. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> we we have a cousin who, I think both of our cousins, a couple of our cousins, yeah. um, have been on this. And it's a hell of a drug. Like, they started to... Um, kind of sleepwalk almost. Like my cousin, my one cousin Bob, ended up going to an outlet and how how it kind of looks like a face. He drew like a mustache on the outlet <laughs> and with a fucking sharpie and oh, doesn't remember any of it. And yeah. woke up the next morning just face to this outlet with a yeah 
with yeah. a face on it. Cute little face it's on a, it. It's a hell of a drug, and a lot of people have weird experiences on it. Yeah. And he's taking it right he's now. He's using it to sort of numb his pain. Yeah, I would and, say. And, and to, help, to help sleep, obviously. Yeah, he's just not sleeping. He's scared. I Probably. Think. He says he's not. They asked him that. This Sean? He are seems, you scared? Yeah, like, he doesn't he's like, seem... no. Yeah, he is. And he should be. He's delving into things that are quite dangerous. And I give him props. He's got balls, this guy. There's no doubt about it. He's not afraid. But now I think he is. (laughs) (laughs) He wasn't then, but I think he is now. Uh, Is there something else you wanted to touch on with this political stuff here? Um... Because we were talking about the uh, that hashtag, uh, what was it? The, the Me Too. Yeah, hashtag yeah. Me Too. Well, let, should we go back? A, yeah, we obviously would have to go back uh, the book? A, a little bit. Just about a month ago, he released his book called uh, Bob Honey Who Just Do Stuff. It's such a weird title. What the? It is a very strange title. The, the title is what? Bob Honey Who Just Do Stuff. Bob Honey Who Just Do Stuff. That doesn't yeah. make any sense. No. Well, okay. All right, so maybe that goes to show you <laughs> that this book, although it means a lot to Sean Penn because he loves to write, he says that if he were to do anything, uh, writing would probably be the number one thing if he could do it all the time because you don't have to deal with the studios. You right. don't have to be an actor and go through all the bullshit. He can just sit down and write. He, he, says he loves it. He's kind of losing touch with acting. Yeah, but he's said that for years, and he yeah. still acts. But he's older now, and he might... The dude just He might. Acts. Who knows? He's an actor. Okay, he goes through a lot in his roles, but that's what he is. He's an actor, okay? So this book comes out, and it's it's panned. I mean, it doesn't seem like anybody likes it, except Sean. I don't know. Well, I didn't not it. exactly. Uh, okay. It did get, uh, I know uh, there's a few celebrities, not many. Okay. I know Sarah Silverman gave it a good review. Okay, all Do, right. You know, no, she, sure. comedian. comedian. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, most people have not liked this book. <laughs> no, I'm. I want to read it just because of the I think bad reviews, and I'd like to. I'd like to know more about it. I think so too. I think I'll give it a look. I probably should have read it before we did this episode, but I just didn't have the time. And uh, he was on Conan talking about it. I uh, I watched that the other day, and uh, Conan read the book, said it was very interesting. And I guess there's a there's a character in the book that's based on Sean Penn, but just loosely based on him. And I think that's the approach he's taking with this book. It's a very artistic piece. Right. And I guess the character is uh, wanting to have old people killed. Yeah, he's an assassin. Okay. <laughs> it says something about Trump he's, as well. He's a divorce assassin. It's a, it's a satire. Okay. Okay. So... Kill old people to help the population or something? Something like that. Okay. <clears throat> oh, God, Sean. In, in what? The, the biggest part is that there's near the end of the book, uh, at the end of the book, there's a poem mm-hmm. about the Me Too movement. Yeah. And that's what's really getting the most attention. I think you're right. And a lot of people, I mean, when you Google Sean Penn, mm-hmm. Me Too. Yeah. All you see is like Twitter slams Sean Penn yeah. because Twitter loves to slam everything. Now you want to touch a little bit about this hashtag Me Too and what that entails because I didn't know anything about it until you mentioned it. Okay. I did my research on it. I'm like, okay. Why don't you? Well, um, it it's basically the poem seems to be <clears throat> almost defending or defending 
at least two of the sus, you know, alleged offenders. sexual offenders. Yeah. Of uh, Charlie Rose. Charlie Rose and um, Louis C.K. Okay. And Charlie Rose is very close to Sean Penn. He's done many interviews with Charlie Rose, and all of them have been fantastic. So he's good friends with Charlie. So that's a sensitive subject, personally. Right. Uh, so I think it's just him defending his friend, maybe right. not wanting to believe what happened. And hey, let's lay off these allegations, because you know what? Some of them may not be true. And, and Yeah, and, and that's kind of what that... That's what it's about. That's what I got out of it. Me too. So... A witch But house. you... You start to defend some of these guys that are being accused of this, uh, even Louis C.K. admitting to what he did, mm -hmm. <coughs> that whole ordeal. <laughs> and obviously a lot of uh, women and men uh, yeah. are slamming him for it. Yeah, they are. And <laughs> I have some, in the art, some of the, one of the articles I read, they showed some of the Twitter reactions. Yeah. I will read some of them here. Okay. <laughs> wow, I was waiting for a white man's opinion on Me Too and Sean Penn, notorious abuser, delivers. Everyone go home now. Sexism is over. Dumbass Sean Penn just saved all women with his wisdom. Wow. Uh, this one is, okay, Sean Penn's book, Bob Honey Who Just Do Stuff, attacks the Me Too movement. But a high school dropout who savagely beat Madonna with a bat and snorts coke off a hooker has to be an expert uh, on feminism, right? Ooh. Yeah, they're slamming his character. I get it. The, okay? And that plays into this. this because, just because of Sean Penn and his background and his, his, his history is just tainted. So how dare he come out and say anything <laughs> against this movement because who the fuck are you? Wife beater or puncher of photographers... His history's bad. That doesn't help. Am I right? No, I, absolutely not. Right. But I think if it's anyone who's going to speak against the Me Too movement, yeah, is going to get shit oh, for oh, it. Oh, they are. No matter what. But and now, the movement obviously is necessary. It is. I think what Sean Penn is trying to say, and, and he th believes it's necessary, that's another thing. You know, people... <laughs> People don't like to first, like, research something. They're just going to go ahead and, and say what they feel. Right. That's common. And and that's the problem with social media. Yeah. And that's why I hate it so much. Yeah. And I, I try to avoid it as all, at all costs. Yeah. Because I'm so sick of hearing everyone's opinion on fucking everything. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's first, so e easy, easy to do. <clears throat> you know, and I always come back to this, and I think of this line all the fucking time. And Glengarry and Glenn Ross. Mm. Glengarry, Glenn Ross. Al Pacino tells Kevin Spacey, ironically enough. Oh my God, that's so fucked up. Okay, go on. You know, and if you haven't seen Glengarry Glenn Ross... Check it out. Fucking awesome. Oh, but yeah. Al Pacino's veteran salesman yeah. talking to Spacey, who's a... Piece of unexperienced shit. Unexperienced piece of shit salesman. Office manager? He's office, an office manager. Yeah, office yeah. manager. Doesn't know anything. Anyways, the line that Pacino gives to Spacey is, never open your mouth... Unless you know what the shot is. Exactly. You fucking child. You fucking child. And I feel this really applies to a lot of people on social media mm -hmm. who say things without really knowing everything. It's tough to do all the research because people just don't want to do it. No, you're not going to do that. You see yep, something, you know, you're oh. going to fucking say 
you're going right. to react immediately right. without really getting a background exactly. on Exactly, yeah. And I feel that's fucked up and wrong, and this is why I, I really hate doing this research. I got very angry because of that. Because it's of like, that, yeah. First of all, when I first saw that he savagely beat Madonna, someone said that. I was like, is that okay, true? Wait a minute, yeah. I didn't know this. No, he, you know, yeah, wait, there's allegations. They so were. I immediately Googled that, and Madonna testified that, no, he never laid a hand on me. Right. So, right there. <sighs> It's like, you can't put that out there. Now people are going to believe that. And, and that's the problem. And this is kind of goes back to what Sean Penn is saying about this Me Too movement, although very necessary, and those who are being accused, and rightfully so, yeah. um, there's still, there might be some women that are accusing someone of that's falsely, yeah, falsely accused. accused. Yeah. And now automatically people will think that person is a fucking sexual They predator. think it's a fact, it's in print. <clears throat> Oh, yeah. it must be true. There's there's no one... A perfect example of this is, you know, last year when all this was going on, yeah. it seemed like every day someone was being accused yeah. of something. Yeah. And, oh man, when I heard Sylvester Stallone was accused of something, yeah. I was... You were just angry. I was right? angry, I was heartbroken, I loved Stallone. Mm-hmm. And I immediately researched it, and even his ex-wife fucking said there's no way that happened yeah it was some sort of accusation when he was filming over the top oh yeah i read about that yeah such a great movie yeah <laughs> arm wrestling i mean how many arm wrestling movies are there yeah i felt the same way uh fred savage was recently accused i'm like you uh, we're going to fred savage now are you really fucking kidding fred savage come on it's getting out of control and it- sean penn sees it too. Yeah, and I think that's what he's talking about. I mean, you have your Harvey Weinstein's and your yeah. Kevin Spacey's. They're deservedly so. Those is of yeah. shit. Those we know. Yeah, happened. like yeah. that's that's uh, that's what the movement is for. Is for those kind of assholes. Shit ass, yeah. But if you're gonna if you're gonna make a claim on somebody, and it's not true, that's, that's fucked up. That could ruin someone's wrong. career. And these things happen. Rumors. This is nothing. Yeah. This is nothing new. Rumors happen, okay? And you're put into that position as an artist, and you're big, you have a lot of star status, you're going to have accusations thrown your way. Tom Cruise can attest to it. In that episode we did with Tom, a lot of things have been said about him as well. And you got to take it for what it is. Uh, don't believe everything you hear, folks. Do your research. Yeah, yeah, yeah that it's true. Yeah. You really do. I mean... I th- yeah, I think that we wanted to just it's touch on that. It's a very sensitive subject. Very sensitive, man. We He's all, talking about personal we, lives. It's not a big surprise that the whole casting couch thing has been going on. Oh, that's been And it's about forever. fucking time it stops. It's a mess, people. It is. Especially it, the way they treat kid actors. <clears throat> Disgusting. It, it's a bad, bad thing. Yeah. Uh, and that's a, a whole other episode. We could talk, people would actually be interested in that talking about that side of Hollywood, it exists. People just don't want to talk about it. Uh, there's been some great documentaries done about that, behind closed doors, what goes on. It's very disturbing. Um, and, but, and, and that's where it's great that this is finally happening. Yeah. Kudos to the women that are finally bringing down these cocksuckers. Mm-hmm. Um, but just make sure it's true. Like make it, sure. That's where you'd hate to have someone be labeled as a sexual predator or a molester or, you know, yeah. if it's not true, yeah, dude, that's, that's fucked up if it isn't. And I think just Sean Penn is kind of touching base on that Yeah, in this book is okay. what I get from it. Okay. Interesting. If I'm not right, I'm sorry. Right. Let us know. 
it wouldn't surprise me because That's he is he all is. for the Me Too movement. Okay. Um, well, I don't want to say he's all for it because he's kind of well, yeah. He, he's kind of he thinks it's dangerous. Tread lightly. Yes, is kind of what he's saying. It's like don't go overboard with it with these false accusations. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I think that's kind of what he's getting at. I hope so, and, and I do too. Because yeah. I mean, I don't know. He's a weird guy. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think that's. I don't think he's trying to say they're all lying. No, and and putting aside his destructive behavior in the past, and it is still going on. He just has a short fuse. That's just the way he is. Uh, you can't change who you are. Okay, putting that aside, Sean Penn is a very deeply thought human being. He has deep thought. He has a lot to say. He gets involved. He goes out there. Okay. He gets himself dirty. He was helping the, the floods that happened and he went out there and helped them. Uh, he cares. I think he is not full of shit. People think he's full of shit. I don't. So kudos to Sean Penn for getting himself out there and doing something that he feels is right in the world. It is rare and I commend him for it. And I commend him for his tremendous ability to give us some fantastic work. This is an actor, director, and writer that knows what he's doing. It means something to him, and it means something to me. I can identify with Sean Penn as an artist. I see, <clears throat> we see eye to eye on a lot of things. And that's why I consider him one of my personal favorites. An actor that I wanted to talk about with my brother. And <clears throat> quickly, before we start wrapping it up. I wanted to go back in time for just a moment and revisit Mystic River for just a second because it's going to pertain to all those out there who don't really care for Sean Penn. Here we go. After that scene we played for you, I forgot to mention that it was on YouTube. That's how I looked it up. And there were a few comments that I wanted to mention when after I played the clip. I looked at the <clears throat> comments. Here we go. Here's just a few. Sean Penn chewed that scenery. Spat it back out and ate it again. Next comment. This defines acting. Next up. Anyone with a child cannot watch this scene without feeling as if my heart is being ripped open. Next. Sean Penn didn't act here. Sean Penn made fucking live action character come to life as a father. I get it. He loved his daughter. Next. This scene always brings me to tears. So sad. Next up and last, I am not a fan of Sean Penn acting. Not at all. But after I saw this, my guts came out. Correction. I was not a fan before. Guess what? I am now. That was fucking brilliant. Wow. There you go. <clears throat> wow. Good way to end this episode of Sean Penn. And uh, I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> this took out of me, man. I was nervous to do this. Like my, st we had Mexican. When <laughs> yeah, that was okay. That didn't help. I but had the uh, number uh, six like, combo. My, I had number twenty-four. Uh, my stomach was like in knots. I'm feeling a little better now. Now that we're kind of wrapping it up, but like I, yeah, no, I was I, nervous about going in this. I am too, and I think it's a lot to do with the the Me Too movement. It's a very yeah. sensitive. It's very sensitive, and. Uh, I hope I didn't say anything that was... No, uh, you didn't. Uh, no, uh, absolutely not, man. If anything, there's nothing wrong with expressing your opinion. Everybody's got them. Uh, everybody has a, a point they want to make. That's the problem. But, you, but you, you, what problem. you're saying, though, makes sense. Do your research. That's what we're trying to say here. 
You know, look yeah, into it a bit more. I'm telling you, social media has been the worst thing that's ever happened to us. There's good things about keeping in touch with people and giving, you know... Yeah, but that seems to have all faded away. It's just... Everybody just complains and bitches about everybody. It's it's fucking brutal. Yeah. I mean, the only people I follow on Twitter are, is, like, uh, sports... I want to yeah. get sports updates. Yeah. That's it. I stop following people who fucking do political and, and spread their shit. I don't care. Yeah. You know? It, it's a touchy subject, social media, and all the politics that, that go into it. And uh, it, uh, I don't know. I think that might be something we could touch on more in the future. Uh, <clears throat> but we're just going to leave it at that for now. And just end this episode of Sean Penn Part 2 by saying thank you so much for listening to us. Just banter back and forth about Sean. Uh, he's a very controversial figure. And it's really cool talking about these guys because they bring so much to the table. Yeah, dude, There's so we, much to talk we do about. someone not so controversial next yeah, like, time? <laughs> I was talking to Dave. I really, I, we were texting back and forth on Sunday. I was looking up some Jim Carrey stuff. Mm. I didn't know he just lost his mind. Well, Jim Carrey thinks he doesn't exi- exist. What the fuck is that? Dude, I, he's a weird guy. Like, Is anyone really surprised by this? I mean, I know he's a comedian. He's off the wall. I get that. But, I mean, spiritually, he's just all over the place. Like, I mean, yeah, deep well, stuff. All he's doing now is making really shitty art and posting it on that. Twitter. Yeah. I used to follow him on Twitter. And then all I saw was, dude, I'm sorry. It, it's some weird stuff, man. It's, it's artistic. I, I get it. It's like trying to be funny in an artistic way. Yeah. But, uh... I can't appreciate the work because it looks like a fucking middle schooler drew it. <laughs> you know, like I could tell he did it in like, you know, a day. Yeah. And as an artist, I'm like, okay, that's bullshit. Yeah. You know, like these are poorly done and is what you have to say about it. I really don't care. Yeah. Okay. All you're doing is trying to stir the shit pot, which <laughs> you're doing. I mean, yeah, yeah. But if that's the attention that he needs in, he is an attention whore yeah, because he, he can't get it in movies anymore. Yeah, he's not as big as he used yeah, to be. Yeah, so he's doing it with this like shitty art. And oh, as boy. much of a fan of his that I have been, it's kinda kind of losing. I'm losing it too, man. I, I'm like, dude, you need to get a grip. He's, he's like slowly breaking down, I've noticed. <clears throat> he is. I don't know. I don't know. He's breaking down. There's... So doing an episode on Jim, maybe we'll do in the far future. Yeah. Maybe we'll pick an actor like Tom Hanks to do next together. Yeah. Some somebody a little more down to earth. Maybe a Denzel Washington. Not as controversial. Denzel would be a good one to do. I was thinking about that the yeah. other day. Maybe we'll banter back and forth about doing somebody not as <laughs> you controversial know? Yeah. and hated. Yeah, right. Someone that's a little more likable. I that's guess. That's a good idea. Okay. <laughs> Definitely. So we'll talk about that. In the meantime, thank you again for listening. Visit the website. Visit Facebook, and don't forget that donate button I put on my website. Go ahead, donate a dollar if you can. I would really appreciate it. It'll go a long way with the show. And uh, down the road, looking forward to doing more episodes with my brother. It's such yeah. such great stuff that we come up with uh, together, <clears throat> filling gaps as we do, and uh, just having a nice conversation about actors that we really appreciate and love, and they give us something back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we really do appreciate what they do. It, it gives us something. It, it makes us feel something. So thank you, Sean Penn, for making us feel something when we watch your performances. Because guess what? <clears throat> I do. And I know Dave does as well. Yeah, right? Absolutely. So kudos to Sean Penn for being who you are, man. Keep going. Let's cut back on the cigarettes. 
cutback on the ambient is it called yeah come on dude it's all right we got hopefully just you know lay low for a while if you can i don't think so i don't, I don't think, I don't he, think can. he can do that <laughs> All right, he's everybody. He's going to make another book. <laughs> he's probably, Yeah, he's probably going to keep writing and doing some weird books. Phew. All right. <laughs> Wrapping up episode 38 of The Actor's Room. Have a great evening. Have a great day. God bless you. Have a good one.